Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, June 10th. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of RCP. And I'm Carl Cannon, Washington Bureau Chief. Uh, I live right outside Washington. And Tom, now Virginia has, uh, where I live, has one of the two uh, statewide races we'll be looking at this year. That's right, Carl. The Virginia governor's race. We finally have a a Democratic uh, opponent for uh, the Republican, Glenn Youngkin. It is... A blast from the past, Carl. Terry McAuliffe won handily. Um, even his campaign said it was it was beat their expectations for what they thought possible. I think 62% of the vote is what he got. Yes, in a, fi- um, in a five-person field with some progressives running. So this was a victory for the establishment, the Democratic establishment. I, I You know, people are saying that. That's the storyline. And every once in a while, the conventional wisdom is true. So do you think, Carl, so here we have, uh, on one hand, you have the Republicans you know, the conventional wisdom there is they avoided a disaster by, you know, picking someone who was too far to the right or too Trumpy or, or whatever. And they settled on a candidate in Glenn Youngkin. He's a wealthy businessman uh, who, who might be able to do well in the northern suburbs, which is where Republicans have had problems. And yet still, if Republicans are energized, you know, pull a, a lot of votes from the rest of the state. And conversely, you know, are Democrats going to be fired up, uh, particularly the base of the party to vote for, uh, you know, an old white guy in Terry McAuliffe, who, uh, you know, when last uh, elected, um, is he still in step with the Democratic base? And will those two things create a very competitive race in November, despite the fact that Virginia has moved pretty far to the left over the last few cycles? Well, t- Terry McAuliffe seems to believe, and I'm basing this, I watched him uh, the, the night of the election, that if he can try Glenn Youngkin closely to Donald Trump, he can, he can, he can, that's all it takes to motivate Democrats these days, whether they're conservative Democrats or moderate Democrats or, or, or liberal Democrats or far left wokesters, that they, these, what Democrats, unites Democrats is antipathy for Donald Trump. And he basically said that Glenn Youngkin was a Donald Trump clone. So that's going to be, that's his theory of the case right now. Um, but do you buy that? Well, look, it's it's it was hard, you know, it was harder to motivate young voters and African-American voters to come out um, when Barack Obama was no longer on the ballot. I, I It's not going to be easy to pretend that Donald Trump is still on the ballot. But uh, look, Terry's a pretty savvy political operator. And, you know, if he says if, if he's trying that, he, that, it's a theory of the case. And I, I I'm not going to question it just yet. Well, and the turnout was pretty robust for Democrats, right? And it was, uh, you know, I guess better than it was uh, a, a couple of years ago, but not quite what it was um, a few years back when, when you know, Obama was, uh, you know, on in, in office. So we'll see what happens. There was also a race in New Jersey, Carl. Republicans there, uh, you know, have a candidate now to run against Murphy. But it seems like that's going to be more of a stretch for uh, Republicans in the the garden state. Well, we've got a poll on our side. There hasn't been much polling. I haven't seen a head-to-head in Virginia yet. The one I saw in New Jersey, which we have on our website at Real Clear Politics at the polling section, I think showed Governor Murphy up about 26 points. That's that's a pretty good lead. Um, so if that holds, you know, through the summer, I think uh, the political world's attention will be on Virginia and on one other race. Um, we talked about the state where I'm living now. The other race I have in mind is my home state of California. And uh, Gary South, who was as a Democratic political operative there, um, suggested that 
Gavin Newsom's Governor Newsom's forces want to get the recall done as quickly as possible. And he his quote was, let's get it over with. And so Newsom's ahead there in the polls comfortably. And I think they'd like there to be this referendum before any viable challenger emerges. Right. And it looked like he was in trouble a few months ago, but now California has this big surplus. They're getting a bunch of cash from the federal government. He's going to be able to hand out checks to people. Um, and it seems like, again, it's a two part question. It's, do, you know, do you yes or no on the recall? And then if it's if it's yes on the recall, then, well, you know, who would you vote for to replace uh, Newsom as governor? The 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 uh, yes on recall folks have still have a long way to go. It's it looks like it's going to be a pretty uphill climb, at least in my opinion, heading forward, Carl. Well, they got all these signatures on the ballot more than many more than they needed. So, you know, you'd be a, you, you don't want to just say it's not possible. But I even though it's a two part question, Tom, I think the second part of the question uh, informs the first. In other words, if California voters don't have anybody in mind who they'd rather be governor, I don't think it's hard to say why you'd vote for yes, and then you'd vote for some obscure person you never heard of or, or, or some marginal candidate for to be the governor. It's a serious job. And as you said, Tom, you know, if a state has a $75 million surplus and the governor is able to mail checks out to people, that seems a little more significant than he had a dinner at the French Laundry with some lobbyists. I, I just I don't see quite the rationale there for um, getting rid of a governor who's negotiated the pandemic unevenly, but they all, you know, they all made mistakes. They all, and I think most voters, you wouldn't know this if you watched cable news, either the right wing or left wing cable news. My guess is most of these governors, you know, tried to do their best. And I, I, I make some exceptions there. I'm not sure that was true in New York, but, but most of these governors were trying to do the best they could. And I also think most swing voters understand that. Well, we will uh, we will certainly find out, and we but we'll have to leave it there for this morning. I'm Tom Bevan, co-founder and president of Real Clear Politics, and I'm Carl Cannon, Washington bureau chief for RCP. This has been the Real Clear Politics Takeaway for Thursday, June 10th. Join us tomorrow, Friday, June 11th, for our weekly extended version that is audio only. So you'll have the benefit of not having to look at Tom's face or mine. <laughs>